Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. We've got a lot coming up on the show. We're about to talk to Murray McHenry, the former chairman of the WA Football Commission, the former chairman of West Coast Eagles, of course, one of the the, the real power brokers behind the rise of the Eagles in the 1990s. If you ha- want to share your thoughts about anything we talk about on the show, you can. That is on the text line on 0487 736 736. We'd love to hear from you on the Bower and Day open line on 13 12 55. But now, Murray McHenry. Murray, welcome. Uh, good morning, Duff. How's the, uh, how are the grapes looking this year, mate? Is it a good vintage down there? Well, it's certainly a very early one, and uh, which has its challenges. But, uh, uh, yeah, we're about three, three weeks minimum early uh, due to the very hot spring and uh, early summer. So... Uh, but the quality is fantastic again. It's a uh, testament to Margaret River as a region. So I saw you there at the um, the Take a Bow Trevor Nisbet function last night at Subiaco Oval, the old stomping ground of all of us involved in footy in Western Australia. It was a it was a really good show, wasn't it? It was sensational, and uh, I, I pay compliments to the government for uh, for how they've presented Subiaco Oval to the community and uh, having that facility there last night. Uh, it's the first event held there and uh, it was uh, apt that it was Trevor's uh, stomping ground very much, Subiaco Football Club, uh, in, in the late uh, 80s and uh, and then West Coast Eagles, obviously, from 1989, the late, late part of 89. I reckon you and I might have been at the last function at Subiaco, which was the one in the marquee out in the middle. Um, when football left the grounds, and uh, and now back at this one in the, it's a really nice outdoor hall, isn't it? The, that 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 hall they've got there. Yeah, I think it is. I think the uh, facility for the community, particularly, uh, and that's the community of West Australia, but but it's probably more Subiaco uh, community, uh, local sporting clubs to allow kids to come and run around on the oval and enjoy it, and and be able to sit in that uh, undercover area and. Uh, and have a good view of uh, what their kids are doing out on the hallowed turf of CBO. Murray, tell us about Trevor Nisbet. Tell us when you first met him and what your first impressions of him were. Uh, Well, my first uh, meeting was when he was put forward uh, by uh, Bill Kerr uh, uh, as as the potential uh, football manager in uh, around September of 19. 80, uh, I get this right, 89. Uh, we uh, waited until uh, Subiaco Football Club had finished their their season, and uh, and then Trevor was brought in, and uh, uh, 
offered the job uh, for a short period uh, just to uh, come in and, and feel his way around it. And then uh, if he wanted to be a applicant for the role, uh, we would know that before Christmas. And uh, he immediately obviously took that on. And uh, so that was my first introduction to Trevor. Uh, and, uh, you know, we immediately then went into the... Uh, Within days, we were appointing a new coach in Michael Malthouse, and uh, that uh, combination, as it turned out some months later and years later, uh, became a great combination. What's the outstanding trait, do you think, that Trevor has that has made him uh, a successful football administrator over 35 years? I think the education in Bunbury, Duff. I think uh, he's, a, he's a man of very simple, uh, direct... Uh, and accurate ways in which he manages. And uh, so football players and coaches and those sort of things uh, always understood where, you know, where he was coming from. He was very uh, articulate in the way he delivered messages to uh, everybody that he were under his control. So I think that's the best part about uh, Trevor is there's no bullshit. It's just straight down the line uh, and you get on with it. Yeah, no, he doesn't waste words. He's very direct. Sometimes the words he uses have no more than four letters in them. Um, he, he's, uh, a, But he's a very, I think, as you mentioned, you always know where Trevor is coming from. You always know where you stand with him. Um, and I, I guess in a footy club where you've got so many different types of personalities and, um, and so many um, different things that can go right or wrong, that's a valuable trait to have. It certainly is, and I think... Uh you know, above Trevor is always, uh, particularly as a CEO, is a board, and they come from all different walks of life, and uh, and and sit on uh, other companies of totally different structures to a football club. So for him to be very direct to them as well, so he doesn't pussyfoot around uh, board members as he doesn't with uh, players, coaches, and and staff. Now, one thing that uh, Dalton Gooding talked about last night when he was making his speech was the the annual fixture uh, Geelong in Geelong and you would all go down to Lawn and have a big um, uh, nosh up the night before the game. You were known as the Maharaja, I believe, because of your culinary skills. Um, do you have one? <laughs> do you have one? And we, and we heard about the moment you worsted in 2006, Murray, because it was too cold and the, the Eagles pulled off arguably their greatest home-and-away win of all time when they came from 50-odd points down to beat the Cats. But um, do you have one memorable Trevor moment that stands out from the others? Oh, sure. Uh, look, when we'd go down there, uh, it didn't matter how much consumption of the night before, uh, you get up in the morning and stand on the veranda, look down the cliff onto the, the beach below, and there was this little stumpy bloke bloody doing. It was only about 150 metres of beach down there, and this body would be going backwards and forwards in the soft sand, uh, sweating it, sweating it out, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was always quite a bit of humour. And then he had to climb up the cardiac hill to get back to the house. So, I mean, it was literally a, 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 a vertical walk up the hill and uh, he would have to come and lie down and, and, and rest the little body. So clearly Trevor had a contract that went until the end of this year and he's out the door early. Are you comfortable with the way his departure was handled by West Coast? I, look, I don't think uh, any departure's got a script that, 
he's perfect. Uh, but look, the club had to find his replacement, and you know, Don Pike was looked at. Uh, th- at least three years before at the combination of his coaching in Adelaide and uh, there was a strong approach to him to be in waiting for Trevor's uh, eventual uh, retirement and he uh, hadn't got coaching out of his system and as we all know he went to Sydney uh, and the club then uh, appointed Trevor for, for a longer period uh, then tr- the message came back that Don would be uh, open to, to look at the role uh, for this year. And uh, when they got that, uh, then they had to act on that because he's the future, he's the next, call it, 10-year CEO. Um, and, and Trevor was understanding of that uh, and, uh, and has accommodated that, that change uh, very well. When you think of the most significant figures over West Coast history, and it's a, it's now a 30-odd year history, and it's a very proud history, four premierships and seven grand finals and a very financially successful club, where does Trevor sit in the pecking order of the most influential people in West Coast history, do you think? Oh, look, he, he, he sits at, at, at the very top of that. Uh, uh, is, there's no one individual, uh, including Trevor, that uh, would have a mantle there. Uh, I think there's a lot of people uh, that that sit at the top uh, of what the club's achieved on and off the field. So there's on-field, there's off-field uh, people that have, uh, have made significant contributions to, to where the club is at today, um, notwithstanding the on field today is uh, going through correction, as we all understand, uh, and we hope that correction is uh, quite swift over the next 12 to 24 months. Uh, that we're seen as a, a club that uh, performs on field again, uh, because the last three years have been very difficult for all of us uh, involved and love the club. Uh, our supporters uh, uh, aren't akin to watch this, uh, so we, we want to see change, but uh, in terms of your question, uh, look, Trevor's very much, you know, sits on that top shelf with uh, a number of people who have uh, made that significant contribution. Uh, Trevor's been an employee of the club uh, and there's a lot of people, whether they're employed at the club or whether they're uh, voluntary people uh, because the football club as most in Australia don't have paid boards, uh, so chairman and uh, board members are, are voluntary and uh, and it, it probably costs them money to, to be involved in the club. So it, we've been very lucky to uh, have attracted really good board members over that period. We have a rotation system uh, and a person like Trevor is the CEO of such long standing has had to put up with a, uh, and make change to, to each chair that he's had and each board member because it's a three by three year rotation, uh, so board members don't stay longer than nine years. So you no sooner get used to someone, there's a rotation, uh, and that's healthy um, because we looked at it many years ago and saw the Carlton's of the world with John Elliott, who would never leave, and uh, and and they treated the club as their own. So uh, if if you ask your listeners, uh, name three chairman, uh, they'd lucky to get one. <laughs> and that's because we're very much driven by the CEO and the coach. 
Yeah, no, that's a good call actually, and it's a good, it's a it's a fascinating trait that um, that West Coast do have. Murray, are you comfortable that the club is going to get back on track quickly, or do you have concerns? No, I'm I'm, I'm very uh, buoyed by uh, the changes they've made, uh, and I think you'll see uh, a, a strong influence come from Don Pike as the CEO. He'll he'll be uh, driven to get success back uh, on field. So it, it starts at the top, and I think the board's uh, well equipped to support Don down through the coaching ranks. The recruiting has been. As good as it could be, uh, it's a difficult thing. We live in a very socialistic system with the draft reverse order. So we've had our uh, pick from the bottom. And uh, you know, I, I, I read with interest what went on yesterday with the West Australian and Peter Sumich. Uh, and I agree with Peter that uh, the pressure put on the young players that, because their number one draft pick is just immense. Uh, if we go back when, when we picked Peter Batera uh, many years ago, it, it, it might have got a... You must probably wrote an article, but it wouldn't have been that big and more than likely not on the back page or the front page. Uh, but this board kids uh, on, on every page of the paper. Uh, so hopefully once the season starts, saddle stops and, and the, the young players can, can uh, make their mark without uh, being... Uh, highly publicised across the community. Yeah, I think the the way the draft is publicised now probably inevitably leads to that. It's become a big TV event for the AFL. And um, as you mentioned, when Peter Matera was drafted, I think it was pick four back in uh, 89, I think it was. And um, and basically you just sort of like found out about it down the, uh, not quite down the telegraph line, but certainly it, it wasn't what it is today. So I think that's why Harley has become a big thing. Hopefully we can see do five, six or seven of the things that he did two or three times on Saturday and start to progress as a player when he plays for West Coast against Adelaide at the weekend. Murray, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. I hope everything goes well with the, uh, the, the great crop this year. Hopefully we see some good wines out of it and hopefully we see you at the footy a few times in 2024. You'll see me there all the time. Okay, thanks uh, guys. Bye-bye. Murray McHenry, he is a former chairman of the West Coast Eagles. He is a former chairman of the West Australian Football Commission, known as one of the most powerful figures in footy over the last 30 years and a very close friend and ally of Trevor Nisbet over the journey. Give us your thoughts. 0487 736 736 is the text line. The open line, Bower and O'Day open line, is 13 12 55. Bower and O'Day, because the little things are everything. We'll be back after the news.